0: Section 20C, Air Force Information. Air Force Vocabulary. Many industries, such as the medical industry and the computer industry, have their own technical jargon. However, there may be perhaps no other industry in the world that matches up with the amount of industry-specific speech as that possessed by the military. To eliminate confusion, terms and acronyms are published as attachments within official Air Force publications. The joint publication, J.P., 1-02, Department of Defense Dictionary of Military and Associated Terms, sets forth standard United States military and associated terminology to encompass the joint activity of the armed forces of the United States. These military and associated terms, together with their definitions, constitute approved Department of Defense terminology for general use by all Department of Defense components. Purpose This publication supplements standard English language dictionaries and standardizes military and associated terminology to improve communication and mutual understanding within Department of Defense with other federal agencies and among the United States and its allies. Application This publication applies to the Office of the Secretary of Defense, the Services, the Joint Staff, Combatant Commands, Department of Defense Agencies, and all other Department of Defense components. It is the primary terminology source when preparing correspondence to include policy, strategy, doctrine, and planning documents. Publication Format JP 1-02 is published outlining two basic parts. Terms and Definitions These are annotated with the source publication. Abbreviations and Acronyms the source publication establishes the authoritative context for proper understanding and management of the associated term. JP 1-02, Online Availability and Update Schedule. JP 1-02 is accessible online as a searchable database and in PDF format at the following internet address. HTTP colon forward slash forward slash www. Dot D T I C dot M I L forward slash doctrine forward slash D O D underscore dictionary and at the following N I P R N E T address H T P S colon forward slash forward slash J D E I S dot J S dot M I L forward slash J D E I S forward slash The contents of JP 1-02 are updated on a monthly basis to include any terminology additions, modifications, or deletions made within the previous calendar month in accordance with CJCSI 5705.01. Military Phonetic Alphabet The United States Air Force, as well as all other branches of the United States Armed Services, currently use the International Civil Aviation Organization alphabet for radio communication. This alphabet was adopted by the United States Armed Services in 1956 and is currently used by North Atlantic Treaty Organization countries as well as civil aviation around the world. Table 20.1 shows both the code words for each letter and the recommended pronunciation. Table 20.1 Phonetic Alphabet A. Alpha B Bravo C Charlie D Delta E Echo F Foxtrot G Golf H Hotel I India J Juliet K Kilo L Lima M Mike N November O Oscar P Papa Q Quebec R Romeo S. Sierra T. Tango U. Uniform V. Victor W. Whiskey X. X Ray Y. Yankee Z. Zulu Pledge of Allegiance I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. National Anthem National Anthem, Francis Scott Key. O oh, say can you see, by the dawn's early light, what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming. And the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave? or the land of the free and the home of the brave. United States Air Force Hymn United States Air Force Hymn, Music by Henry Baker Lyrics by Mary Hamilton Lord, guard and guide the men who fly through the great spaces of the sky. Be with them traversing the air in darkening storms or sunshine fair. Thou who dost keep with tender might the balanced birds in all their flight. Thou of the tempered winds be near, that having thee, they know no fear. Control their minds with instinct fit, what time adventuring they quit. The firm security of land grant steadfast eye and skilful hand. Aloft in solitudes of space, uphold them with thy saving grace. O God, protect the men who fly through lonely ways beneath the sky. High Flight High Flight by Royal Canadian Pilot Officer John Gillespie McGee, Jr. Oh, I have slipped the surly bonds of earth and danced the sky on laughter-silvered wings. Somewhere I have climbed and joined the tumbling mirth of sun-split clouds and done a hundred things. You have not dreamed of, willed and soared and swung high in the sunlit silence. Hovering there, I have chased the shouting wind along and flung my eager craft through footless halls of air. Up! Up the long, delirious, burning blue, I've topped the windswept heights with easy grace where never lark or even eagle flew. And while with silent, lifting mind, I've tried the high, untrespassed sanctity of space, put out my hand, and touched the face of God. The Air Force Song Air Force Song History The only official history of the Air Force Song can be found in a copy of a script which was used on radio station W.R.C., broadcast on 23 February 1944. Captain Alf Heyberg, leader of the Army Air Corps Band, interviewed Captain Robert Crawford, composer of the Army Air Corps song, during this broadcast. Captain Crawford related the story retold here. In 1939, when he was a civilian pilot, Robert Crawford was asked by a friend to enter a song contest. While flying his plane to Philadelphia, he composed a simple tune, the next day, he wrote lyrics that, when combined with the tune, became what was known as the Army Air Corps Song. The United States Army Band made the first recordings of the song in 1939. It was later renamed the Army Air Force's Song and eventually the Air Force Song. Air Force Song Off we go into the wild blue yonder, climbing high into the sun. Here they come, zooming to meet our thunder. Adam, boys, give her the gun. Down we dive, spouting our flame from under, off with one hell of a roar. We live in fame or go down in flame. Hey, nothing will stop the U.S. Air Force. Minds of men fashioned a crate of thunder, sent it high into the blue. Hands of men blasted the world asunder, how they lived God only knew. Souls of men dreaming of skies to conquer gave us wings ever to soar. With scouts before and bombers galore, nothing can stop the U.S. Air Force. Here's a toast to the host of those who love the vastness of the sky. To a friend we send the message of his brother men who fly. We drink to those who gave their all of old, then down we roar to score the rainbow's pot of gold. A toast to the host of the men we boast, the U.S. Air Force. Off we go into the wild sky yonder, keep the wings level and true. If you live to be a gray-haired wonder, keep the nose out of the blue. Flying men guarding our nation's borders will be there, followed by more, an echelon will carry on, nothing can stop the U.S. Air Force. Total Force American airmen from each component, regular Air Force, Air National Guard, and Air Force Reserve, provide seamless air power on a global scale every day. Over the past two decades, to meet combatant commander requirements and the demands of recurring deployments, the Air Force has increasingly called upon its total force. This elevated use of the Air National Guard and Air Force Reserve has transformed a traditionally strategic reserve force into a force that provides operational capability, strategic depth, and surge capacity. In total force integration associations, the active and reserve components share equipment, facilities, and resources, including aircraft, crews, and maintenance, to carry out a common mission. In a classic association, the active component is the host unit, retaining weapon system responsibility while sharing the mission with a reserve or guard tenant unit. For active associations, the reserve or guard unit is host with an active component tenant. Integrating with the active component in this way yields numerous synergistic benefits to the Air Force's strength, including an improved ability to respond with surge capacity at a moment's notice. Air National Guard The heritage predates the establishment of the United States Air Force as a separate armed service in 1947. It shares a community-based militia tradition with the Army National Guard that dates from the colonial times. State National Guards began forming aviation units as early as 1908, and New York's First Aero Company was the first such organization mustered into federal service in 1916. Mobilization for World War I dissolved these state units, although many Guard personnel served in the Army Air Service. With the reorganization of the Army in 1920, the National Guard gained organic aviation units with federal standing. 29 observation squadrons had activated by the time the United States entered World War II, all absorbed into the Army Air Forces upon mobilization. After federal service in the war, these 29 units became the core of the new Air National Guard together with 43 more flying squadrons added to the Air National Guard after 1947. In keeping with the National Guard's previous legal status, and in contrast to the Air Force Reserve, the Air National Guard retained a dual role. Each state's Air National Guard units remained at the governor's disposal when not called into federal service. In either status, the federal government provided the bulk of the Air Guard's funding. Initially, the Air National Guard's nominal mission was a short-range, daytime air defense force. In this role, the bulk of the Air National Guard's aircraft were F-47 Thunderbolt and F-51 Mustangs, left over from World War II, plus a few light bombers, B-26 Invaders. A small number of early jet fighters soon supplemented the initial propeller-driven force. The Air Guard received its baptism by fire during the Korean War. 67 flying squadrons and approximately 45,000 Air National Guard members, some 80% of the force, were mobilized. Mobilization was complicated. Some units took three to six months to become combat-ready, and some never did. The Air National Guard still formed a substantial part of the wartime Air Force, with some units serving in combat, while others relieved deploying regular squadrons at home. Based on Korean War experience, Senior Air National Guard and Air Force leaders committed to build the Air National Guard into a more effective force, and the Air National Guard received modern equipment and better funding to that end. These efforts came to fruition when President John F. Kennedy mobilized over 21,000 Air National Guard members from 28 squadrons in 1961 as part of the United States' response to the Berlin crisis. The Air National Guard deployed 216 Air National Guard fighter aircraft with support personnel to Europe to reinforce North Atlantic Treaty Organization. This movement, Operation Stairstep, was the largest aircraft deployment in Air National Guard history. The entire deployment across the Atlantic Ocean occurred without the loss of a single plane. The war in Vietnam saw a few Air National Guard fighter squadrons deployed, and the Air Guard supplied some of the airlift into the theater. The Air Guard's main role, however, was support for the Air Force's commitments in Europe as the demands of operations in Southeast Asia taxed the regular force. The Air National Guard assumed aerial refueling responsibilities for Air Force fighters in Europe from 1967 to 1977. This effort, Operation Creek Party demonstrated that the Air Guard could provide sustained support to the Air Force without resorting to mobilization by rotating forces of volunteer personnel operating aircraft drawn from Air National Guard squadrons. This approach remains virtually unchanged today. After the Vietnam War, some significant missions moved to the Air National Guard. Air Guard KC-135 Air Refueling Tankers began participating in the Strategic Air Command's Nuclear Alert Force in 1976. In 1977, the Air National Guard became the primary airlifters for United States Southern Command's Operation Cornette Oak, which continues today. From 1978 to 1990, rotating Air National Guard fighter squadrons assumed responsibility for the air defense of the Panama Canal Zone under Operation Cornette Cove. The Air National Guard participated in Operation Just Cause, the 1989 invasion of Panama, to expel its dictator, Manuel Noriega and to install a democratically elected president. In the 1990s, Air Guardsmen manned radar stations and flew fighter aircraft in Latin America to monitor and report suspected drug-running aircraft. This operational experience served the Air Guard well in the Persian Gulf crisis of 1990-1991. to 1991. Air National Guard fighters, tankers, airlifters, special operations, aeromedical evacuation, and security forces participated in the air campaign of the Persian Gulf War. During that time, 12,404 Air National Guard members were mobilized and deployed to Southwest Asia, Europe, and other overseas locations, as well as serving in the continental United States. Following the Persian Gulf War and the end of the Cold War, The Air National Guard continued to operate worldwide, integrated with the regular Air Force and the Air Force Reserve, jointly with the other services, and combined with North Atlantic Treaty Organization forces. The Air National Guard participated in several major operations involving humanitarian assistance, peacekeeping, and direct combat action. Some operations were extensions of those that involved the Air National Guard earlier in South America, But through the 1990s, the Air National Guard gained more commitments. Bolstered by new capabilities, Air Guard flying and support units helped maintain the no-fly zones over Iraq, provided humanitarian assistance in Somalia and Rwanda, and supported peacekeeping forces in the Balkans and Haiti. The Air Force's global mobility operations involved Air National Guard tanker and airlift forces on a daily basis. In 1997, the Air National Guard assumed responsibility for manning First Air Force, which maintained the air defenses of the continental United States. President Bill Clinton also mobilized 4,870 Air Guardsmen during the Kosovo War in 1999. The Air National Guard played a critical role in the immediate United States response to the terrorist attacks of 11 September 2001 and the subsequent global military actions. In the immediate aftermath of 9-11, the Air National Guard improvised a greatly strengthened continental air defense system and bore the main burden of sustaining it. The combination of fighter patrols and 24-hour alerts at 26 Air National Guard bases across the United States put heavy stress on the Air National Guard fighter force in both training and readiness. But the wide geographic dispersal of its fighter units and its long-standing role in continental air defense made the Air National Guard the right organization to execute the mission. The Air National Guard's aviation and support units also played critical roles in the wars in Afghanistan, Operation Enduring Freedom, and Iraq, Operation Iraqi Freedom. Flying and non-flying Air National Guard units deployed repeatedly to every operating base supporting those wars. When Operation Enduring Freedom began 7 October 2001, the Air National Guard participated in the initial combat operations in Afghanistan and have continued to participate in the mission ever since. Air National Guard airlift, tankers, A-10 and F-16 units, special operations, rescue, civil engineer, security forces… Combat Communication, and many other units have repeatedly deployed to the region over the course of that war. When the United States invaded Iraq on 20 March 2003, the Air National Guard had 18,552 members on regular air force participating in the invasion and serving in Afghanistan and other overseas operations. The six Air National Guard A-10 units participated in combat operations in Iraq and Afghanistan simultaneously. During the invasion of Iraq, the only A-10 presence in Afghanistan was an Air National Guard unit. Air Guard F-16C Block 30 fighters and a few A-10s equipped with Lightning II targeting pods, a capability developed independently by the Air National Guard, provided air support for special operations units operating in the western desert of Iraq looking for SCUD missiles. In addition, Air National Guard F-16C Block 30 aircraft provided a unique capability as the last United States aircraft equipped with theater airborne reconnaissance system pods. Intelligent surveillance and reconnaissance in general was a growing capability for deployed Air National Guard forces with the proliferation of remotely piloted aircraft systems like the Predator. Air Force Reserve Since formal establishment of the Air Force Reserve in April 1948, The Air Force Reserve has amassed a rich heritage with heroic accounts of responding to natural disasters, humanitarian crisis, and combat operations. Our history is also a study of changing, adapting, and evolving from a strategic force held in reserve into an operational reserve force with the most advanced weapons systems. Today, citizen airmen perform leading roles in military operations, humanitarian crisis, and disaster relief around the globe. The Air Force Reserve consists of officers, enlisted, and civil servants who are tasked by law to fill the needs of the armed forces whenever more units and people are required than are available within the regular Air Force. More than 860,000 people make up the ready, standby, retired, and regular Air Force retired reserve. This includes nearly 70,000 selected reservists who are Ready now, participating in every job specialty and on the front lines of daily military operations around the globe. The Air Force Reserve is a combat ready force of citizen airmen stationed locally at over sixty locations throughout the United States and serving globally for every combatant command in air, space, and cyberspace. The Chief of Air Force Reserve, Headquarters Air Force, Pentagon, serves as the principal advisor on reserve matters to the Secretary of the Air Force and Air Force Chief of Staff. The Chief of Air Force Reserve is also dual-hatted as the Commander of Air Force Reserve Command, located at Robbins Air Force Base, Georgia. The Commander of Air Force Reserve Command is responsible for organizing, training, and equipping all Air Force Reserve units. Air Force Reserve Command is composed of three numbered Air Forces, a Force Generation Center, the Air Reserve Personnel Center, 35 flying wings, 1 space wing, 1 special operations wing, 11 flying groups, and 4 independent groups. Circa 1917, the National Defense Act of 1916 directed the creation of an officer's reserve corps, an enlisted reserve corps, and the nation's air service reserve program. For the first time, reserve corps were clearly a Federal Reserve Force and not militia. The reserve corps were established on March 22, 1917, just weeks before the United States formally entered World War I. By the end of the war, more than 11,000 of the Army Air Service pilots who fought were reserve officers. Notably, the 1st Reserve Aero Squadron deployed in the summer of 1917 for action in France. Later, the squadron went on to fight in the Pacific Theater in World War II, served at the forefront of the nuclear deterrence mission in the Cold War, and still serving today as the 26th Space Aggressor Squadron, is the oldest squadron in the Air Force Reserve. 1941. Reservists played a critical role in World War II. In the war's early days, 1,500 reserve pilots along with 1,300 non-rated officers and 400 enlisted airmen were activated into the Army Air Corps. These included the legendary Jimmy Doolittle, who was ordered to regular Air Force to work in Detroit to convert automobile manufacturing plants into aircraft factories, and later went on to lead Doolittle's Raiders, the first American bombing attack on the Japanese mainland. 1948. In a joint directive signed by General Omar Bradley, the Army Chief of Staff and General Carl Spatz, the Air Force Chief of Staff, dated April 14, 1948, the Army Air Corps Reserve was transferred to the Air Force, officially becoming the Air Force Reserve. 1950. The Young Air Force was barely two years old when it mobilized nearly 147,000 reservists, many who were World War II veterans, for the Korean War from 1950 to 1953. The Armed Forces Reserve Act of 1952 refined the use of the reserve components in time of war or national emergency and established three levels of Air Force reservists, ready, standby, and retired. 1960s, in 1961, President John F. Kennedy called up the Air Force Reserve in response to the Berlin crisis. The mobilization included five Air Force Reserve C-124 aircraft units and 5,613 reservists. By 1962, an additional mobilization of 14,220 reservists and 422 aircraft were supporting operations during the Cuban Missile Crisis. Most experts believed that the mobilization had the effect of deterring war. Beginning in the early 1960s, the Air Force Reserve provided strategic airlift as well as counterinsurgency, close air support, tactical mobility, interdiction, rescue and recovery, intelligence, medical, maintenance, aerial port, and air superiority until the United States ended its involvement in the Vietnam War. 1970s. In August 1970, the Department of Defense implemented the Total Force Policy and the Air Force Reserve became a multi-mission force flying the same modern aircraft as the active Air Force. In March 1973, Air Force Reserve C-141 and C-9 associate air crews, medical, aeromedical, casualty assistants, legal, chaplain, and intelligence personnel supported Operation Homecoming, the return of the American prisoners of war from North Vietnam. That same year, the Air Force Reserve proved the concept of global mobility by flying hundreds of strategic airlift missions during the Arab-Israeli War, 1980s. For the most part, the nation was at peace for the next few years, with the Air Force Reserve periodically engaged in emergency response and humanitarian missions. This included the rescue and return of more than 700 American students from Grenada and evacuation of wounded Marines from Lebanon in 1983 the aerial refueling of F-111 aircraft during the El Dorado Canyon Raid on Libyan-sponsored terrorists in 1986, an Operation Just Cause that ousted Panama's General Noriega in 1989-1990. 1990s Nearly 23,500 Air Force reservists were mobilized, and 15,000 volunteered for service in support of Operations Desert Shield and Desert Storm, in response to Saddam Hussein's invasion of Kuwait in 1990. This began more than 20 years of continuous combat operations in Southwest Asia, while simultaneously conducting numerous emergency response and humanitarian missions. These included combat operations over Bosnia, Serbia, and Kosovo and Haiti, as well as the evacuation of Clark Air Force Base during the eruption of Mount Pinatubo, and significant contributions to disaster relief operations in former Soviet republics, southern Turkey, and northern Iraq, Somalia, and Haiti. 2001, When terrorists attacked the United States on September 11, 2001, Air Force Reservists responded in full measure. Air Force Reserve F-16 fighter aircraft flew combat air patrols to protect American cities while KC-135 tankers and airborne warning and control system aircraft supported security efforts. In October 2001, Operation Enduring Freedom began as United States military forces entered Afghanistan to combat the Taliban and eliminate terrorist sanctuaries. In March 2003, Operation Iraqi Freedom began in order to end Saddam Hussein's regime. Air Force Reserve units and reservists played key roles in all combat operations as Air Force Reserve MC-130 combat Talon aircraft became the first fixed-wing aircraft to penetrate Afghan airspace, while Air Force Reserve F-16 crews performed the first combat missions. In 2004, more than 140 Air Force Reserve combat convoy airmen served in the 1059th Air Expeditionary Force Truck Company. Air Force Reserve Security Forces served throughout Iraq and Afghanistan and comprised the entire security force present at Kirkuk Air Base with as many as 275 personnel. Air Force Reserve Explosive Ordnance Disposal provided extensive mission support in Iraq and Afghanistan, by executing a broad scope of missions within and beyond the base security zone. Air Force Reserve expeditionary combat support capabilities provided airfield operations, cargo and passenger handling, medical, security, intelligence, and personnel services. Today and in recent years, citizen airmen have supported every Air Force Corps function and every combatant commander around the world. Air Force Reservists were engaged in surge operations in Iraq and Afghanistan. They supported combat and humanitarian missions in Haiti, Libya, Japan, Mali, and the Horn of Africa. Also, they've provided national disaster relief at home in the United States after Hurricane Katrina and Sandy, the Gulf oil spill, and the wildfires in the western states. Throughout our history, citizen airmen have continually volunteered, allaying concerns that reservists would not be available when really needed. Since its inception, the Air Force Reserve evolved from an individual mobilization-only force into an operational reserve that participates daily in missions around the globe. Today, Air Force Reservists safeguard nuclear weapons and guide global positioning satellites. From bases in the United States, Reservists fly remotely piloted aircraft in combat half a world away. They track hurricanes out at sea and bring medical supplies and food into disaster areas to save lives around the world. Spanning six and a half decades for the last two decades of continuous combat, the Air Force Reserve has fulfilled the legacy of early air pioneers and exceeded the potential seen by the visionaries who created it. For more information on the history of the Air Force Reserve, go to www.afrc.af slash mil forward slash library forward slash history forward slash